welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experiences of language learning with you, as well as the stories of other Australians and a few international guests who love learning, working with and communicating using other languages. I'm Beck. I'm Penny, and we'd like to begin this episode by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we're recording today, the Wadarung and the Wurundjeri people, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. And in our episode today, Beck, we have an amazing guest joining us and we are very happy to welcome to the show, Grace Francis. Welcome, Grace. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for joining us. Grace, we are very intrigued by your professional um, endeavours and we are desperate to find out a bit more about what your work entails. You are a conversation designer. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what what that is? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, I, yeah, I'm a conversation designer. I guess I have a background in linguistics and copywriting. Um, conversation design is, I guess it's a big question. Um, it's the process of like, training AI assistants to be able to interact with people. So it's actually the creative aspect of conversational AI, which is the more technical field, I suppose. Um, so it's really exciting for people interested in language at the moment because it's suddenly opened up all of this amazing work for linguists and creatives to be able to work in AI, which I never imagined myself doing before. But it's a very exciting field to be part of. So interesting. And when you say that it's like conversation for also conversational AI, I'm thinking like bots on websites and like if you type into some of the things like ChatGPT, um, when it comes back with an answer, is that kind of what you mean by by the conversational aspect of it? Yeah, absolutely. So there are, I mean, there's there are chatbots like website chatbots that are generally via text um, and then there's voice AI which is more like you know Alexa or Siri and and now everything's sort of being taken up the next level with chat GPT and these large language models that are just taking everything yeah it's it's quite exciting um, so yeah it's all it's all of those things it's all of the above yeah so in my mind I, I, I might I might be <laughs> I might be channeling what some other listeners are thinking right now too is so um, the frustrations that we get with chat bots is that is that's a work in progress I guess because eventually we are going to have these seamless conversations I'm guessing in the future this is where we're heading where we feel like we're conversing with a real person is that the end kind of goal yeah absolutely it is um and I you've all had those experiences with chatbots where it's really clunky and strange and robotic or it just fails and that's what we're trying to avoid now as conversation designers we're working towards making the conversations really seamless and intuitive and so it does feel like you're speaking with a human and we're not trying to pretend that it, the bot is a human because that's really unethical we don't want to do that but we do want the conversation to be human-like because nobody wants to feel like, you don't want to feel like you're talking to a robot because that feels kind of freaky or strange. But 
we so we feel comfortable with conversation and we want to feel like it's it's something we're familiar with what would you describe as so for something to be familiar and feel intuitive how how do we design or how how do you design conversation um that feels that way to an like an end user i suppose yeah it's a great question i mean there are there are a few different aspects to that there's like the uh, natural language understanding or NLU, which is the language model. So I guess you want to need to design that in a way that captures everything the user wants to say and and then have like design bot responses that are going to speak, the, speak to the user in their language or like speak to them how they want to be spoken to and... Then there are linguistics principles as well, which play a really good part in conversation design. And that's quite an exciting part because we get to apply all of this knowledge about language to conversation design. And when you think about how people talk, it's so complex and nuanced. So there's a lot there. When we're trying to simulate human conversation, there's a lot to draw upon to be able to to convey some kind of natural um, experience. I would like to know, because I know that you have a linguistics background, how did this all come about and when did you kind of, I guess, develop this passion for linguistics firstly and potentially languages as well? And how did that lead you down this pathway of conversational design? Yeah, it's a good question. I guess... um... I guess I've always been interested in language and I studied Spanish at uni and that took me down a yeah a big path of, of Spanish speaking and travel and teaching Spanish for a while. And then I took a few years doing a bunch of other things and then came back to do my master in linguistics a few years ago. And then I was just researching careers for linguists because I'm thinking what am I going to do when I finish this course and and I discovered conversation design which turns out to be a really popular field for linguists at the moment and a lot of them are moving into it so it all yeah it all it's all brought all of my interests together in a strange way because I was also working in copywriting and and then just love for languages and I never imagined myself in tech or AI but when I started to research and work in it, it just all, it's really fun and creative and quite exciting and novel. And it's such an emerging field. It's constantly evolving, particularly at the moment, it's all moving really fast. So it's exciting to be a part of. Yeah. AI is such a hot topic at the moment. I feel like it comes up all the time in the media. Lots of people are talking about it. Um, We'll jump back to that in a second. I wanted to ask another question um, about, um, I guess, probably more into your past. So um, you mentioned that you studied Spanish um, and taught some of that too. So how did you get into learning Spanish? Was there something in particular that that, um, got you interested in that when you were at uni? Um, What inspired you? Um, I guess I I just wanted to learn a language and I felt like it was a good time to do it. I had always liked languages. Um, I 
I guess my my dad used when I was a kid to go back a, a long way. When I was a kid, my dad used to read me French books, and I think that sort of sparked something in me that just this love of language that's carried on ever since. And um, yeah, and then I, I guess in high school I learned Japanese, but that never quite clicked for me. And then at uni, it felt like a really good opportunity to to dive into a language, and I'm so grateful I did that. Because now, as you know, a few de- a few years down the track, it's I realize it's so much harder to learn without that consistency of of study that you get in an undergrad. It's just quite amazing, and uh, yeah, and I hadn't, never have anything like that now that I'm learning another language. Um, so it's it's quite hard to find the time now, but yeah. So you're learning another language at the moment too. Did you say? I'm learning Farsi, Persian, Um, yeah, which is fun and a challenge. Mm. It's a lot of things. Um, Yeah, my partner is Persian, so that sort of opened me up to a whole new language and culture that I wasn't expecting, particularly Persian. I wouldn't have chosen to learn it, but it just has sort of happened that way. Um, And, yeah, and it's a beautiful language. It's so poetic and 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 um unique and it's like there are so many phrases and words that are just like there's nothing comparable in english at all so i've learned the script um and my conversational farsi is sort of there's still quite a bit of work to go there but um it's definitely a challenge and there's yeah lots of ups and downs for me with farsi it's not like for spanish like it really clicked for me and it felt quite easy I guess it's so much closer to English, the Romance language, and Farsi just feels a lot further away. Um, so it's it's a lot more work for me, but I think it's worth it. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That's great. Do you think that your linguistics background, um, like as in learning like technical linguistics, helps in um, learning Farsi now? I think so. I think just the understanding of the patterns of language and conversation really helps with learning any language. Um, but it is just its own thing entirely. It definitely helps. But um, but sometimes I feel like, wow, why is this taking me so long? Like I, I've learned all these languages before and I, I've studied linguistics, but for some reason Farsi is just a, it's a tough one. <laughs> tough language for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Grace, just to hop back then again um, to to when we were talking about conversation design AI um, and that being a really hot topic at the moment, um, I guess what what you're doing, you mentioned before that there were some ethical challenges um, around working with AI, um, in particular with conversation design, but... Um, I guess, what, what are your thoughts on the way that we interact with and use um, potentially AI from, a, I guess, from a language point of view? What kind of impact this could have on, on technology? What kind of impact it could have on, I guess, our, our lives and, and our ways of, of doing anything? Um, do you have any thoughts on that that you'd like to share? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, I mean, AI is, yeah, it's everywhere at the moment and it's such a hot topic and it's such a vast field as well. I think it's, um, 
I guess from a language perspective, there are, there's some really exciting developments happening and particularly in terms of like accessibility, it's making an inclusive design and like for people with diverse abilities, for example, like there are so many things that are opening up with AI and, and language learning, like language preservation. I think there is a lot of really amazing potential in those areas. Um, I mean, in conversation design, I feel like we're kind of laying the foundations for for the field at the moment because it's really going to take off, I'm sure, in the next few years. And, yeah, we're working, like, teaching AI to speak. So it does feel like a big responsibility and we need to be careful to mitigate bias, for instance, and, like, design for accessibility and multilingual AI, which is something that is finally beginning to have its moment. Um, like I've just seen that the Google's large language model BARD is being brought out in Farsi soon, which is very exciting. So it's quite amazing to see multilingual AI. Is, it is starting to take off and that's so important for people to be able to interact with it in, in their own language and not only English. Um, but it. I'm sure it's going to revolutionise all industries in a way and it does need to be done really well with a lot of consideration to ethics. So I really want to be a part of that and I'm just um, I'm just sort of researching and trying to find my way into that somehow as well, like as well as conversation design, it feels like a really important thing. So I'm sure it will change change a lot of elements of life um and and there is just amazing potential for positive change i think that's that's the way i'm viewing it and i think of course it could be used for for both good and bad but for the most part there's a huge amount of potential there because it feels like to me that and it could be the media drumming up things and you know this this happens a lot but there is there is this element of fear out there that people are fearful about what AI in general means for their careers and their interactions on the internet, their interactions with people in general. Um, have you encountered that kind of fear in kind of the work that you've been doing? Is, is that something that you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. I think people are quite hesitant. And I was initially when I, when I first got into it, I was, I was sort of thinking this is sort of freaky like do I want to be part of this now I'm in it I don't I mean it can be freaky but I don't really <laughs> feel like that anymore as much but I definitely I mean there's there is understandably fear I guess with any kind of change there can be fear um and and I'm sure there'll be jobs lost and all of those things but it I think it can also bring a really great change so I think that we can use it to really collaborate like we can use it to collaborate with AI like people and AI collaborating and there's so much AI can do that people can't like I think we can make a really good team in that way so I think we kind of we're at the point where we need to embrace it right now rather than and and see how it can really benefit us rather than taking a really fearful approach and thinking more about ethics again like what this is happening and what do we need to make it to do to make it really ethical and keep it on track 
So well, when you brought up earlier the the idea of how AI can help with accessibility for example I think that's a really it's a really good thing to point out because I guess that's not what people think of mm. when they initially like it's very easy to kind of jump to the extreme of, of going oh what are all of the things that can go wrong but of course within within boundaries um, this is just another piece of technology that humans can use to make life easier and you know make something more effective or make something more accessible to um to different people who perhaps otherwise um information may have been difficult to to get before so um that's a really I think a really Mm. good take on it yeah absolutely there's so much potential there I think accessibility accessibility is just opening up massively with AI yes and the ability to, um, so obviously accessibility and inclusion, like that, the the power that AI sort of holds as a tool, um, not as like a means to an end, but like as a as a tool to assist people to be able to access information, for example. Like I was just thinking of people with diverse abilities that it can like open up so much for them in terms of what they can interact with with technology and being able to use voice commands for instance or like rather than text or on being able to understand to train the ai to understand a, a, a particular person's um way of talking which mm-hmm. may be very unique so that's fascinating and i've i've seen videos that have just moved me to tears about um about this kind of thing like it's really astonishing what they can do now so it is very exciting in terms of accessibility I think that's yeah like like you were saying back before it's a really kind of undervalued and kind of under appreciated aspect of this whole new technology that really doesn't get a lot of airtime um so I think it's great that you're able in, you know, this our own small little space, able to shine a light on that. And especially as well as the the multilingual accessibility too. That's really interesting from from our perspective as well. And I feel like as well for like language learners as well, AI has been so more from I guess this is taking a slightly different tack, but as people who learn languages and enjoy languages, um, quite a lot of people have been talking about how we can use AI online to help us answer questions and help assist in human language learning so like not necessarily to use it to like translate something for example but to help understand better um for example like why a grammar rule is the way that it is or understand what is the correct way of saying something in a particular language without like being able to do that quickly um without having to maybe annoy your teacher about it or if it's just a a quick question about a single sentence um and AI being able to maybe assist with that based on its corpus of information that it has access to to learn from um and I think that yeah as language learners we can appreciate that again it's it's another tool um not something that's going to completely get rid of the idea of how we use human communication amongst each other and why we enjoy doing that but that there is um that, that it is a tool like so many other things that we use to help us learn and get more knowledge and be interested in things that make the world, you know, diverse. 
Absolutely. And I think if it, if it is making language learning more accessible, then that's a wonderful thing. So it's definitely opening up huge amounts in, in the language space. This is taking us away from, from language and it might be a little bit off topic, so feel free to pass on this. But with the latest like strikes in Hollywood and all these kind of things around the fear that AI, AI was going to take away from, you know, writing jobs and those kind of things, I mean, are they founded fears? Are they? Because in my mind I'm like, we're not at that stage yet that artificial intelligence can write in the same way that a human can do with all that kind of emotion and, you know, intuition and that kind of stuff. Are, are we, like, are these kind of Hollywood writers right to have this fear and this, this I don't yeah. know, motivation? No, to I think it's a, it's a great question and I think... I mean, I really enjoy writing and I find it takes me a lot longer to write anything that I'm happy with using ChatGPT. So, but having said that, I know that it probably will begin to change. I mean, I know they're already writing articles. They're using um, ChatGPT a lot in journalism and and they're just, they're just, the internet is going to be full of generated articles. So maybe they do have, yeah, that, that's completely founded. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely, a, a, it's definitely pretty concerning. I think that the content generation aspect of AI, I think, yeah, there's, there's a lot there. I mean, there's something so wonderful about the human touch to language that, you just can't get with chat GPT, but then I know it's it's probably only a matter of time before it can do even more amazing mm. things. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Yeah, that's that's really well answered because I'm I'm guessing that the early iterations of chat BT chat PT have come a long way from the iterations that we are all using now. So we can only imagine what, you know, the next 12 months will will look like oh definitely yeah so interesting I think I'm like I'm curious to see the little ways in which um AI will be incorporated into into things that we do like small small aspects of it not like the, obviously we don't <laughs> the, the the screenwriting issue is kind of a, a really topical one at the moment um and obviously we I think I think we don't really want that <laughs> like I think mm. we do still want that human creativity that comes into like the reason when we have excellent tv shows and film books and or the, the human written content is just so there is something special about that that, you know, probably AI will never quite be able to do. Um, but there are definitely the small ways in which it can be incorporated into to this and that here and there that could just genuinely make life easier or could improve something just a little. Like, you know, I think it's kind of like in those limited in those limited ways, how can we use Definitely. it to everybody's advantage? Definitely. And I think, I mean, even things like like customer service, it's going to be, 
taking it will be really revolutionizing customer service um i mean that's that's the field i'm working in in the startup at the moment so i mean but nobody wants to be on the phone for an hour to a bank so if we can do that with a voice ai that can solve our query then that's great and we can do that in a couple of minutes so i i think yeah just those small ways can be can can make quite big changes but i'm right in saying though that we have been using ai for a long time like things with siri things with you know i mean i'm thinking back in the day when we've struggled on the phone maybe to a government department saying things over and over and then trying to repeat it back saying, is this what you said? Did you want <laughs> yeah. to talk to a human? Yes, please. Yeah. I mean, they we've been doing that for a long time, haven't we? That yeah, it's been yeah. part of our lives for a long time. So this is not a new thing. It's just broad, no, yeah. I suppose. Definitely. Mm. That sort of technology has been around for a long time. Um, but now it's just, I mean, and then chatbots were sort of the, the next iteration after those like government voice interfaces. And now, um, now it's just going the next level. Very exciting. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like it's a really, like you said before in your opening, Grace, it's like, it's just a, such a fast moving, emerging, really exciting field to be working in and how great that linguists can find themselves these amazing careers, which you get to utilize your skills plus your copywriting skills as well. It's like a perfect, a perfect exactly. melt. Yeah. I know. Really amazing. It is really exciting. It's such a, it's such a, yeah, it's such a cool field for, for linguists and creatives. Like conversation designers really come from such diverse eclectic backgrounds um, and like playwrights or yeah, copywriters, people in design and linguistics, a lot of them are moving into conversation design. Um, yeah, really. And, and that, creatives have a, a place in tech now because language is really at the forefront of these technologies. So it's, it is a creative process. It's not just developers working anymore in tech. It's, it's really like creative people. And we need that kind of humanitarian take on, on AI as well. I think it's really important from an ethics perspective and, and for the, for the conversational element, it's essential. I feel like with with your skills and your colleagues and the other people who work in your field as well that that perhaps you know the future for chatbots is quite bright if we are going to have these people who are like you so focused and honed on what a really smart if we're talking about customer service in particular <laughs> what a customer service experience with an AI interface might be it could be really an amazing experience and I think that's really exciting so yeah absolutely if, if people like you are working in the field I think that we, <laughs> no, all, we can all be we can all rest assured that we're gonna have some good, <laughs> some good interactions yeah I think it's definitely the future there are so many conversation conversational companies doing amazing things now so it's definitely on the way up <laughs> you can rest assured yay 
I am one of, I guess, the privileges of um, this podcast and some of the very interesting people we get to talk to is that we love hearing about all the different kinds of things that people who are interested in language um, in Australia and abroad um, get to do with that, Um, especially because for for so long and for so many people, um, being interested in languages didn't seem to lead to too many occupations. But actually, we now now know, of course, that it's much, much broader than just being a teacher, a diplomat or a interpreter um and so we love we love to hear stories like this and that is why language chats exists um so thank you um (laughs) I also wanted to ask just because you mentioned sort of you know conversation designers um more broadly and as a group I'm curious as to whether um you have sort of an industry-wide, like, how are you able to communicate with other people who do, you know, are you in touch with other people who do this job that you do, which for us sounds so, like, new and exciting and interesting. Um, like, do you guys discuss all of these issues and the ethics of it um, and, you know, ways to improve conversation design? Yeah, absolutely. There's actually such a rich conversational AI community across the world which is one of the really wonderful things about it, actually. Um, Yeah, through LinkedIn and there are a bunch of online forums and there are so many conferences, most of them not in Australia, but Mm -hmm. hopefully I'll be able to go to one soon. But there is a really um, wide community across the world and everyone's always talking and sharing because it is such a niche and there's a lot to talk about. So everyone's always, um, yeah, sharing. And um, it's a, it's one of the really beautiful things about it, actually. There's some amazing people across the world that's kind of doing conversation design. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, thank you, Grace. We really appreciate you giving up your time to come and chat with oh, us. Oh, thank you so chat. much. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Oh, our pleasure. It's been wonderful to talk to you and so interesting to hear about the work that you are doing. So thank you for sharing that with us and with all of the listeners of Language Chats. Um, And if you would like to um, find out more about this podcast or listen back to previous episodes, you can go to our website, languagelovers.com.au. We also have a community on Facebook, Language Lovers AU community, where you can get in touch with other like-minded language lovers in Australia or Australians abroad or just anyone anywhere who's really interested in languages. Um, But that's where we hang out sometimes. Um, Now, Grace, before we do finish up, um, is there somewhere where if you would like, um, people can contact you if they have any questions um, online? Yeah, absolutely. Probably my LinkedIn. I can give you the address. Absolutely. I'd love to. I'm so happy to talk to anyone about conversation design. People were very generous to me when I was getting into the field. So I'm always happy to um, pay the favor forward. It's, yeah. I'm very excited about it, obviously. So it's um, I'm always happy to talk to you. Oh, very generous. Okay, well, we'll make sure that that is in the show notes. So if you have any questions for Grace, um, then you can contact her there. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And thanks for listening to Language Chats. We'll catch you in another fortnight. Bye.